Hey guys, welcome back to the Whipped Cream Podcast. I am your host, Bianca Harris. We are back with another phenomenal woman. Uh, I'm super excited to get this interview done because I think you're so awesome. Yay! Yay! Uh, so I have, we're in LA today, which is awesome. The sun is shining and I have Shannon Boudram with me. Uh, I'll just give you a little bit of her bio because it's pretty extensive. Um, and if you don't know, then you're living under a rock anyway. But uh, Shannon is a certified sexual educator and clinical psychologist. Her book, Laid, was a Canadian bestseller. Her social reach spans over 250K, and her latest project as a host on MTV's Guide to Series, Guide to Series, garnered international press, including The New York Times, The View, and Esquire Mag. Amazing. Yay. That's so cool. That was good. That was good, right? delicious, by the way. Good. I don't think I told you that. <laughs> good tea. It's the, it's the coconut creamer yeah, thing. Nice. I like it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this entire thing because I've known about Whip. Because everyone was talking about like it was like, the hottest shit, and so to be asked, oh really, to be a amazing. Part of it was really, really an honor. Yeah, I know it's an honor for us to have you. I am really picky with who I bring on our panels because I want um, women that are obviously killing it, but aside from that, that have a really awesome voice that actually um, stand behind what they believe in and are super authentic, and you fit that exact uh, criteria. So I'm so happy we got Here it we done are. scheduling yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you guys don't know, Shannon is going to be speaking at our event in May uh, on in Toronto on the 13th. And just like, we, I mean, so many people have emailed us being like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So it's awesome. And mm. thank you for doing the podcast and the event. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so I want to jump right into it. Uh, I have a bunch of like, I mean, hopefully questions that you haven't been asked a million times. <laughs> How did you get started as a sex <laughs> Oh my God, where's the gun? You like delete questions. My first, no, no, I don't have that actually, which is great. I, um... My first question is, so you're living in L.A. now. You said you've been here for three years, right? Yes. Do you feel like you needed to move here in order to, quote, unquote, make it, whatever that make it thing is? Yeah, 100%. I think because what I do is fairly niche, um, it's just a number game. America's population is what, 300 times the amount of Canada. I think ours is 30 million, and then over here it's like over 400 million. So it's just a matter of there are more people, there's more opportunities, and there's more opportunities for niche opportunities. And so for someone like myself who's not fitting in the mainstream like music, you know, television hosting, actress, model, um, there's not a lot of places for me to really have a voice. And so in America, I've made more money than I could possibly have made at home. And it's not anything, no diss to Canada. It's just a matter of, of numbers. Right. So did you find that when you got here, it was like you had to climb a little bit? Or do you find that what you were doing because you said it was more niche was just like right away? Girl, Does that I, make honestly, sense? yeah, because it's like, it took me, I've been doing sex ed now for 10 years, and... Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I took a break, like, for, like, two or three years, where, like, I just, you know, got in my own way for a while, but the, I struggled for a year in America, and then I've had two awesome years, and I struggled for eight years in Canada, you know, and... Had, That's fast, like, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so I think it's just, like, knowing, I think the biggest trick to LA <clears throat> is when somebody asks you, you know, what do you do? If you answer with, um, go home, bitch. Like, you have to really be clear why you're here yeah. and like be on a mission and know who you want to meet, what kind of opportunities you want. And if you do, I think this city has so much opportunity for you. And so I, I could never in a million years tell you that, like, oh, I think if I stayed in Canada, I'd be in the same place. But, like, mind you, I know that exists for some people. It just depends on your industry. Right. I think what's so cool about you and what I admire and what I almost don't understand is not even, that's not the way to write it, to put it. But I think your confidence is just amazing <laughs> you do got you... that snaggle tooth why are you so confident <laughs> no but <laughs> no not at all i'm just i just mean like your voice is so powerful and you're so confident and you like go full force like i watch i watch a lot of your content and it's awesome and was that something that you think that you had 
um, like from when you were younger that you like it's just blossomed or do you think that like some like you looked up to somebody and like you kind of like molded to that like do you think it's just part of your personality like I always try to understand that when I like see someone that's a little bit more like just like you know your personality strong my dad is yeah like, you have to meet my dad to understand me he's a ridiculous human being like in an awesome way like my yeah. dad to me like he is one in a billion there's like no one else like him like my mom's amazing and she's a beautiful woman but my mom's like a really kind personality that you're like oh when you meet her it's very familiar where my dad it's like nothing you've ever experienced before he had his own religion for a while that was called fuck it what <laughs> That he was promoting on Twitter because it was like. A Wait, philosophy. I need to understand what this is. It really was like he's an atheist, so okay. he was like, "There's nothing for you, you know. So fuck it. Like, stop trying to be the perfect person for this idealistic, you know, God or whatever it is you believe in. Like, just be you in the moment and like enjoy life. Like, fuck it. Like, stop, you know, banking for a better day. Like, today is your best day. And so that's like the philosophy I've come from. I went to. School a catholic school mind you so like i didn't grow up you know as a heathen so i had, you know, I, had <laughs> I do believe in god still um but that was just my backing force my dad just always been so unapologetically himself i find that with me and i made a video about this recently like the biggest thing was going back to who i originally was mm-hmm. like a lot of the times we think of progress we think of new me new year new something like brand new but my biggest progresses in life have come when i've gone back like for a part of my personality or a truth that I knew or a goal or a dream that I left behind because life and socialization or whatever else happened. But like the root of who I am, and I was talking about this Melanie Fiona, you know, she was saying that when she was a kid, she wanted to be a singing nurse. And as an adult now, she's a singer who like is very high on like healing and spiritual healing. And so like she is a singing nurse right now. And for me, like sexuality has always been a big part of who I am. And like my strong voice has always been a big part of who I am. I think I lost a bit of that in my 20s, but like turning 30 and like having certain truths of mine just like come back in this big, massive wave, you know, it's been a really big help. That's so cool. I mean, and we were talking off air about uh, sexuality and just like everything that encompasses. And I think it's so interesting to listen to i mean you're obviously way more well versed in it but what what do you way th- way yeah, i'm competing right now <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you like what drew you to that originally and did you were you ever scared to like talk about it openly yeah for sure and i actually give a lot of people <clears throat> space because of my own experience with shame so i don't mm. expect everybody else to be like balls out because i understand <laughs> it took me like a long time to get as comfortable as i am right now and I lost a job like two years ago when I first moved to LA. And it's one of those times that I needed this job. And I got booked as this hosting thing. It's like a general hosting job. And then they Googled me and they're like, oh, you talk about sex, we're pulling out. And I was so angry at them. I'm like, how dare you shame me? Bah, 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 bah. And then I had some insight. I was like, hey, bitch, you went through the same thing yourself. You know, you went through periods of time where you were too ashamed to talk about, you know, sex at the forefront. And I went through times I was on this thing called those girls are wild where i was like hiding you know my sexual empowerment message into like female empowerment like general self-empowerment when it's like really my truth was like this is what i'm meant to talk about and so i think i went through the same you know cadence of like acceptance shame regret you know burying it like thinking that i was over it or too good for it to finally like re-emerging and being like no sexuality is expansive it's forever you can never be too good for it you're never you've never mastered it and i'm like proud to be a part of the team of women you know who devote their life to having this conversation so I I give space for everybody like if you are somebody who's like I don't feel comfortable talking about it that's a powerful position if you are somebody who like still is existing a lot of guilt and shame it's a powerful position like all voices and sexuality are powerful are powerful and so I want to be the person who says like yo you don't have to be me to be having a great sex life 
That's so awesome. Seriously, like when you when you talk about it, you can tell how passionate you are about it. It's really, 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 really cool. Where are you on the, the spectrum of like sexual comfort? In in speaking about it, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. I wouldn't say I'm at a ten, but I'm at about a six. Like I can talk about it. Um, I just find that I. I don't know if I feel shame about it, but I just feel like I feel like sometimes I'll get into arguments with men about it. And that's the position I always hate being in because I'm like, I feel I feel like I hate having to prove myself, but I'm pretty open about it. Like I can talk about my sex, sex life and lack thereof. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really care. Uh, the older I get, the less I care about a lot of that thing. Like like you said, coming back to like being authentic and um, being yourself is the thing that I think propels a lot of people, especially in the industry that you're in. I'm in like entertainment and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really feel any, um, big, uh, hangups about it. That's what's cool. Cause even the, the conference, like a lot of the time sexuality is separated into its own thing. So I love the fact that like whip is not like a day of sex. It's just a day of <laughs> women empowerment, right. which a component of that, like you guys are giving space for sexuality to have a voice there. So like, I really value that. Yeah. Have you seen, um, so like the first part of the morning we're doing like a little bit of a collaboration with style like you, have you seen some of the videos? No. So they do, I'll send you them, they're really cool, I think you'd like them, but they basically, they have a YouTube channel where women kind of um, undress, it's like a really simple setup, and they kind of undress into, I think they just finish off in their like underwear, and they just talk about like different experiences, and it's so interesting because a lot of the women that get up that end up undressing end up saying, I've never said this to anyone before, and now I'm saying it in this huge platform, because it's like something about taking your clothes off where you're just like... And you end up just like spewing these things that you d- you don't expect that you're gonna say. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the day is actually gonna be fo- focused on like sexuality and our bodies and stuff like that. Um. So I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Um. So let's talk about YouTube. So you use that as a plat. I mean, YouTube is huge. It's obviously yeah. you use it as a platform to talk about um everything that you enjoy talking about. Why do you think you went that direction instead of let's just say like doing another book or trying to get into tv right away like why do you think it's beneficial for you girl i tried (laughs) (laughs) i ended up on youtube uh, but it was a mistake decision it was like so originally my book came out and i've like writing has always been like my primary passion and getting a book deal is a lot like getting a record deal and if you don't have the right people around you you don't really understand the industry you can get in the not the best situation which was my truth and I was a little scorned by that. And I did YouTube sort of as a way of promoting my book or promoting my message. But at the time, like 2010, it wasn't like it is now where you could be a YouTuber and that's like, oh, that's a career, that's fine. Right. And there was no way of making money with that. And so I stopped doing that and I started doing general journalism. Um, and I quit YouTube probably like 2011. And then I moved out to LA in 2014. And I was auditioning for TV shows. So I had an O-1 visa to become a performer. And so I was auditioning for shows around sexuality and like relationships. And I landed three pilots in a row. And how pilots work is you land a pilot, you get like a lump sum of money to shoot this thing. You have to wait four months for network approval and you get declined or accepted. And that happened to me four times every time I was declined. Now the fourth time was an MTV show and I was auditioning for the show for three months when I finally got it, it was like a dream come true. We shot it. It felt so promising. And of course, that shit got declined. <sighs> and then I was like, how the fuck about YouTube? You know what I mean? Like a place where... <laughs> so wait, I have a question. I'm sorry to interrupt you. How long was it? Um, so that was what, three years then? Since you hadn't done YouTube? Yeah, three, four okay, years. Cool. 2011, 2000, yeah, 2015. So last 2015 in the fall. 
So my show for MTV I shot in the summer, and then I found out, like, right after Caravana almost, that it didn't get picked <laughs> up. And I was like, how about YouTube? You know, that place where I actually make content that people see. And that was hard for me because I had to restart again, and so I was putting out content that was getting, you know, a thousand views, 800 views, and, like, having to rebuild the momentum, but because I dedicated myself to it and I had made a lot of friends who had a lot of followers, I leveraged and I hustled and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And now at the point that I'm at, like I work consistently, you know, in TV or in media and the bulk of my money actually comes from there. Like YouTube is like not my... But it's the vessel. It's the vessel. And like people always ask like, oh, are you going to transition off? I'm like, never. It's mine. You know what I mean? Like why? Even the fact that before I'm like that I gave that up is so stupid to me. Like... This is my platform. I'm in that position right now because I have a channel and I'm just like, it's so hard and it's so much work and I'm doing all this other stuff. But there's always this little thing in my mind where I'm like, fuck, I want to do this. Fuck, do I wanna... it. I know. I know. I just need to like dedicate. I think after my event, I'm going to like buckle down and Because it's like, that's your place. It's your voice. And totally. even when I go on TV or I have an, op- I was on The View and, you know, I had a 20 minute segment, which is a long segment a long time. on there. Wow. But you still come off feeling like you weren't understood. It's like now I can go on my channel and tell my full story and there's no producer there's no one else like cutting me off like it's me unfiltered and so that space is so invaluable um and so i encourage anybody out there whether it be podcasting or vlogging or youtubing like having a space where like it is your story your way is invaluable so i mean i think i read a little bit about the view and watched it maybe so when you went on can you tell me about that experience yeah so i went on the view and it was basically just to talk about sex and sex questions and so they had like 10 questions from the audience it's supposed to be like the view like after the view after dark you know but it's still daytime <laughs> and i had all the questions in advance and then one person in the crowd asked hey i'm a millennial and i find that a lot of millennials get into these relationships where they're just talking for an extended period of time you know is this a way for men to prolong commitment because i want a commitment but i find that these guys are just kind of playing with my time and i was like well first of all it's 2017 like if i wanted to i can open an app right now and have my pick of 20 dudes So it's like now is not the time to be settling for relationships that you feel you're being tricked into. Like you should be advocating for your needs and then in a situation that matches what you need. Like I'm in an open relationship and I sought out that kind of relationship and I found it and I'm completely happy and celebrated there. And then it was like, boom, like that was the rest of the show. When you said the words open relationship. Open relationship. And then Joy was like, what what do you mean open relationship and that was like it it was like non-stops well what if this what happened to that and da 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 in five years like it's it just like it's like like complete. rule 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 box box yeah box. exactly wow. um but it was like i was like flustered at first but then i was like girl this is the view you know it's not called the shared perspective like if they can see that they have a, a place of divisiveness like they're trained to like okay let's stick to a point now we're debating and so it turned into that and so it was like a classic view experience you know it wasn't what i expected but it was like amazing and it was a a really fun time and i i handled it the best that i possibly could have but when you watched it back how did you feel i haven't watched it back no i'll never watch that back (laughs) set it and forget it i love that that's like me i'm like done goodbye i don't care yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm good because then you start like questioning yourself and that's like the worst place you can get into that's even for me like there are certain things that i just protect I protect my right to confidence. Like, if I do myself up, I don't look in mirrors. Like, once I've decided I look good, I move on. Because I know I'm going to look in the mirror and then be like, oh my God, your makeup is running. Like, your face looks crazy. Like, I'm not going to have a better thought. Like, damn, you look even better now. And it's like, it's going to affect me in a negative way. And like, so I've decided that was a good experience. I did really well in it and I'm proud of myself. So why am I watching that again? 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to watch it again and be like, I'm even more proud. I'm going to watch it and pick myself apart. So that's, that's great. That's such an awesome perspective. And it takes time to get there, you know? So like when you're in your 20 and 21, that's not how we feel. Yeah. And the older you get, the less you give a fuck. It's that didn't awesome. it, girl. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I have to admit, when I've watched the little blips about your relationship, I'm so jealous because yes. it's literally... It's just like the way you guys communicate and how evolved you are. And I'm sure you're still learning and you fuck shit up and it's a relationship. But um, I think the way you um, the way you guys communicate is super healthy and awesome. And I'm like, I just can't wait for that to happen because Aww. it's like exactly what I would want. Um, <clears throat> were you scared to kind of share uh, your relationship in general? No, I had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Um, when you do any kind of personal thing as part of your job, like sharing my personal life is a bit a part of my job because for me, good sex set has always been uh, a little, like even laid was like that. It was like, I share a personal story and then you share a personal story. And I got people to submit stories by first sharing my own. Now, when mm-hmm. I wrote about my first sexual experience, I'm not writing about Shannon Boudram. I'm writing about like a version of myself that's past that I've dealt with, that I'm at peace with. And so I'm sharing that perspective in hopes of inspiring someone else. And so anytime that I choose to share anything online, it's that same mindset. Like I'm already good. Like, I'm not sharing something of myself that I'm like, I don't know what people are going to say. I'm sharing right. a product that I know is going to sell or I know is going to make a conversation. I know is going to work. And that product is so separate from me. Like, if I needed people's opinion to validate me, I wouldn't put it out there. If I felt unsure about something, then I wouldn't be comfortable sharing that on that platform yet. So when I put that video out there, I mean, a lot of the comments were annoying as fuck. Like what? Give me some. Um, Like, the... Okay. The two ones that bother me the most is... You know, you're just an insecure woman who's doing whatever a man wants. And, you know, you don't feel confident enough to keep a man. So this is your best way of doing it. And I'm like, bitch. Do well, I-, I feel like it's the complete opposite. It, it, but it's like, you know, it's the concept. Like, I've done so much work in this area. And then to have the nerve, because people assess you how they assess themselves. It's like, we're, we're, we're not the same person. You know what I mean? Like, you're basing me off of your insecurities or your life experience. Like, I've spent a lot of time and energy in this area. And so please believe that when I've chosen something, it's out of an informed decision, not out of a place of, like, lack of knowledge or lack of self-awareness. So that one bothers me. Um, The second one that bothered me is that, like, he's going to find another woman and just leave you. I'm like, who is this magical woman? You know what I mean? Like, but also, that can happen anytime, anywhere, to anyone. Yeah. What are you talking about? But That's an irrelevant point. It's such an irrelevant <laughs> point. But it's like, yo, when you have put so much time and energy... Who is this woman? I love that. Yeah, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's like I put so much time into myself that like I just don't have the space to worry if I'm enough for other people. I just don't. Like That's a part of the work that I've done in like loving Shannon Boudram is like... If you don't think I'm enough for you, that's okay. There's other people who feel that way. And a matter of fact, you identifying that is a help to me because now I can find more deserving people. Like, it's not, I'm not the problem anymore. Like, I do the work within myself so I don't have to spend my time constantly monitoring my relationship to see whether or not I measure up or not. Like, I've already decided I'm good enough. So that mindset bothers me too that, like, you know, that I should worry, you know, about losing because once somebody else, you know, tastes another version of chocolate cake, I lose. You know what I mean? Like... That's it's not even a win or lose situation. Well, so, so it's a relationship. It. Yeah, no, right? totally. Because it's like, but that is so, like, that just suppresses us in itself to say that you're winning or losing a man mm-hmm. or a woman. Like, that's keeping you down in itself to say that you have to, like, snatch someone up and keep them there. Yes. And, like, it's just so, like, I mean, marriage is great and all of that is great. And, you know, whoever wants to do whatever they want to do. But I feel like it's like, let's sign these papers. So if you want to leave, it's going to be way harder. Yeah. Like, that's how I like, especially because I've seen like what my mom's gone through or like people around me have gone through. And it's like, 
my mom is like a 50 something year old woman now and she's finally in a relationship where it's like open and free and it takes sometimes a lot people a lot longer to get there right Mm -hmm. and because she doesn't have like she's been married and she's done all of that she doesn't have all of the like let's bog it down it makes it, it make it creates the space to have a healthy relationship it's crazy it honestly works in reverse to me like knowing that because at the end of the day i make good decisions so i don't need you to come with a set of rules for me to like govern what i do or how i behave like whether i'm with you or not i would make healthy choices because that's the place i'm at in my life right right now so it's like the idea that i get in the relationship and now all of a sudden like okay no more liking people's photos (laughs) there's gonna be no more going out and making eye contact like it's so weird to me like you have to trust that i'll make the right choices for myself that are best for like what shannon needs for her development and if i'm choosing a partner i want to have that trust in you too you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, if you feel like an experience with somebody else would further you along, like, I'm curious about that. And, like, let's talk about it as a team. And that's the, more what the mind frame is. But mind you, at the end of the day, like, I think monogamous relationships are amazing. My parents are kind of, they're in, like, a pseudo-open, pseudo-monogamous relationship. But, like, cool. they kind of have the open mindset, but I don't think they, either one of them have, like, really, like, tested those boundaries. But I, I think that, like, if you're in a monogamous relationship and you feel so celebrated and it feels comforting and amazing, great. Same way that, like, I don't, I've never had a nine to five job in my life, but I recognize people who have those, they love them. And that system works for them amazing. And like knowing, you know, having security and vacation time, like those things work great. Like it's more like, who are you and what suits you? Like those are the two questions to ask. And then everything else doesn't matter. It's funny. I just thought of it when you brought up your parents. It's like sometimes when you know that you have the options there, you don't want them. Yeah. And then sometimes when you like feel like you don't have them is when you want to go out and get them. It's like so we're like thinking in the complete reverse, just like the way we're conditioned to think about relationships, you know. So it's it kind of it kind of almost manifests itself the way that you don't want it to because of all the like rules you're putting in place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah, it makes I, total sense. Yeah. So like uh, seeing your relationship is really cool. And I think it's important that you keep sharing it because even if you get shitty comments, because people need to see shit like that, there's not enough of it. Yeah. I feel like Will and Jada were like, we're open and then got all the shame. They're like, nope, not really. Nope. We're just kidding. <laughs> Jokesies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I love their relationship and their family Me and how too. they raise their kids and they get so much flack about how they raise their kids to like go and fuck it up. And then like they, they don't have as many rules. They're like, okay, you can go fuck up your life and learn for yourself instead of us protecting you from life and then you don't learn anything at all um oh i love them i, I love like, that i'm obsessed with yeah. that family like actually if i was to meet anybody like my dream people to meet is probably uh probably jada like i met willow um, out here <gasps> tell me oh, i man, love that child experience because <laughs> it was a group of like young hollywood kids that like i met with them at cheesecake factory to talk about sex and sex education with cool. them and she just happened to be there and i was like this is a dream <laughs> i'm into my womb and she was so smart and self-aware and like just pieces of jada and i'm like take me to the promised land but, so cool you know, like, i didn't want to be creepy about it but yeah, how old cool. is, how old are they well at the time this is like maybe a year and a half ago, two years. So she may have been like 13 or 14. Maybe she's 15 That now. child is just so evolved. And it's like... Yes! How did... How? Her parents. Like, yeah. That, like, that, like it just... Ugh, I want to know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> because when I have kids, I'm like, that is the formula. Yeah. You know, they're amazing. Any any interview that I've seen with um, Jada has just... like She's just so evolved, so inspiring, mm-hmm. and so open. That's that's the awesome part about it. Yeah. Um. Next whip. Jada. Next whip. Listen, <laughs> I, would, oh my, I wouldn't even go to the event. I mean, just live stream it because I can't watch it. I would freak out. So awesome. Um, there's something else I wanted to ask you, and it just left my mind. It'll come back. It'll come back. It always does. It always does when you let it go. 
Oh, here's another one that I always like to ask any women that I think are just awesome and doing so great. Is there anything that you do to, um, like, clear your mind every day? Like, do you meditate every morning? Or is there something, some kind of practice you do to just get, like, all the shit out? I have slow mornings. Um, Like, so, like, me and my partner, we, like, both wake up. Like, we stay in bed for, like, an hour. And, like, he drinks coffee. I drink tea. Like, we'll go and get that. Then, like, chill. Maybe talk for a minute. Like, watch some stuff on our phone like slow mornings are a big like piece of the puzzle to me like not waking up like on an alarm clock and like you have to hear it to go there and like even i schedule myself so like my days don't start until like 10 or 11 usually so i think that uh i run but i'm not one of those like i wish i was more of that woman who's like yoga stretching meditation like i'm just not i'm not there I don't own any crystals. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's me. Oh, you are? Yeah. I don't see them on you. Most people are like, no, I have them like at, by arm. my bed. Yeah. This one's for sleep. That one's for mornings. This one's for wakings. That one's for sleepings. Like, I love, I think it's so fascinating. It is. It's just, I've, I've only begun this like really hardcore meditation and yoga and stuff within the last year just because I was like in such a shitty place and I was like, I need to just like push it all away. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me so much. Like, my life has changed dramatically because of it. Are you flexible, too? I'm pretty flexible because I used to dance. So, like, I'll be in the I'll be in a yoga class with these, like, tiny little things. And I'm beside them, like, shoop, like, in the yeah. air. They're like, how the fuck is she doing this? <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very flexible, actually. <laughs> so what do you have coming up next? I am doing... What are your plans? What do you want to do with, like, everything you're doing right now? You know what? It's like, my answer to that is always exactly what I'm doing right now, but on a bigger scale. So, like, I'm working for CBC right now. Um, I have a season two of my show on full screen that I did, started this year coming out, that we're starting probably production maybe next week on. Uh, Can you tell me about that? So, I did a show for full screen that was called Shambooty is Your Perfect Date. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the premise of it was, like, can I go on ten dates with ten different dudes and make all of them fall for me? Just because I'm a wizard now at this point of, like, how to connect with people. And, like, we went on the same, it was the same coffee shop every single day. And I always had no makeup on, no hair, and, like, baggier clothes. So it was, like... Amazing. Yeah, so it worked. We we did well in the experiment. I got 90% second dates and, like, 60% people said I was their ideal match. Um, and so season two, I'm just doing other dating experiments. Like, cool. all these psychological dating experiences. This is, like, give people, like, a life hack. Like, okay, look, like... Dating doesn't have to be terrible. I can't promise you you're going to find your ideal person because it's different for every single individual. And I can't promise you that online dating or whatever it is that you do will like result in happily ever after. But I can promise you that if you understand these principles, you'll never have a shitty first date again. Even if the person is like not your cup of tea, you can get through it, learn something, grow from it, and move on to the next. And so that's kind of what my goal is. Like, okay, how do we hack dating? You know, how do we get to the goal of like knowing what we're looking for, but at the same time being open to learning new things through like deviant paths and then i'm doing a pilot presentation for mtv um which is why this is how tv and digital are so drastically different so different so slow so this pilot presentation pilot presentation just means like a two minute thing they're going to present to network it's like the same thing i was in before which i did seven of those that never get picked up so i'm never like hype about those they're cool. <laughs> um but then we start talking about that in october and then we sign the deal in January. And then, like, we're still planning at this point. Whereas in, like, the full screen show, Boom. October, we talked about it. November, we signed the deal. December, we shot. January, it came out. Now we on to season two. So I just, I love digital. Um, with my own channel, I want to make a shift back to, like, what I originally wanted to do with sex education, which is, like, combining fictional stories with facts. 
Okay. So, like, giving people a storyline to follow, you know, characters, a storyline, a plot, and then, you know, injecting some information in there. But at the same time, it's like, you know, sex sells, but sex ed does not. Right. Because sex ed essentially is bad sex. You know, it's boring, it's dry, it's slow. It's like where your brain goes. Yeah, back exactly. To right. So that's like for me, and was it was like a epiphany my partner gave me because I was like trying to sell the idea of doing this, and I have one video on my channel that's like this, and it did really well. I'm like, okay, now I want to sell the idea, and like nobody was biting, and he was like, why don't you take the money you've made from doing other people's projects and reinvest them back into yourself and do it on your own platform? You know what I mean, like. Make your best work on your shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the simplest idea. Yeah. Like, what the? People do that to me all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. I didn't think of it. Yeah. It's like we're always, because we're always like looking outward for the answer. And sometimes you just got to like come back. And that's the thing is like a lot of the times like you give your best shit away. Like your best ideas, like you're giving them to your job or to your partner or to anything else. Like you're giving your best resources to other people. It's like, why don't you take your best shit and use it for yourself? And that'll allow all the other relationships to benefit as a result of it. And so this is a simple concept that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so it's going to take a bit of like monetary investment from me. But I'm like excited even about the prospect of like doing that. Monetary because you want to get like a crew involved? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Cool. So it's like more of a production. That'll be awesome. Yeah. That's your own shit. I know, right? That'll be so shit. cool. <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, one more thing I wanted to ask you because I think I've kind of asked everything that I wanted to ask. I think you're really awesome. What sign are you? Aries. Oh, so April? Yeah. Are you one of those people who's good at this stuff? Because I'm not at all. They're like, oh, you're a fire sign in the moon. And I'm pretty good at it. Are, what's you your partner about... sign? What? What's what's your girl? partner sign? Well, my partner. Yeah. Okay. Libra. Oh, okay. That's great. Because I know there's like the rise. There's two birthdays. Like you can be two signs. Like your moon sign and then your... There's like three that are important, but we have like a million in our whole chart. Don't even get yeah. me started. <laughs> but your rising sign is like how you become, um, when you get older, more like... So I don't whatever your rising sign would be, you'd become less like Aries and more like your rising the older that you get. So like I'm Scorpio, so I'm just going to get even more nuts, which is great. Oh, you're Scorpio, Scorpio? I, my my uh, sun sign is Cancer. Okay. So just like emotional all over the place. <laughs> it's very, it's a lot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. I think that's all I wanted to kind of ask you. Do you have any questions for me? I mean, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think it's amazing, like, being from Toronto and seeing all the seeds of people that you kind of cross paths with at some point. Maybe you didn't know or have a conversation with them. You remember them for some reason. And then years later, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Now Weird, right? great shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's happened in so many circumstances. And like... I'm just really, really proud. I'm just proud of the city, and I'm just proud of you and the conference that you guys are doing. Thank and you. So thank you for engaging me in this. Of course. In this. I and think, uh, I mean, I'm trying to get, like, a lot of younger women in because it's just important. And, like, there's nowhere to go. Like, I wish that there was, like, somebody to tell me, like, 10% of what to do when I was 20. What's the age limit? Is there one? There isn't. No? No. Okay. No age limit. I don't want to put an age limit on it, you know? Like, we'll sort it out day of, like, how it should look logistically. But I don't, I, I think that, like, younger girls need this well, more than us, even. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, no age limit. Whoever whoever wants to come, men, women, I don't care. I actually think it's really important for men to be there, too, to, like, hear the shit we have to say. You know? I'm going to be my partner. Yes, of course. Yeah, first time coming here, Yay! Oh, my really God, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for coming on. Tell them where they could find you if they don't know already. Anywhere, Shane. YouTube, too? Yeah. Is it Shan Booty? Okay. Yeah. All right, and thank you guys for listening. You can find me at I am Bianca Harris and with Toronto on every platform. Talk to you later.